Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Basketball Podcast. I'm your host for the evening, Hakeem. I'm joined by Daniel Diaku. You can find him at D underscore Diaku on Twitter. Hello, Daniel. What's up? What's up? Charles, you can find him at Charles Dynasty on Twitter. What's up, Charles? What's up? Yeah, so I mean, we've been gone for a long, long minute. Obviously, like there are lots of things going on, and we had some technical issues, blah blah blah. Technical, but yeah, we're back now and we're good to go. So, um, we're going to start with obviously recently the news of Maradona's passing came by, which was very sad for the whole football world to hear. Mm. I mean, like, I'm a massive Maradona fan as well, mm-hmm. so it really hit me hard. And like, just seeing all the tributes and everything mm-hmm. on Twitter, man, it really hit enough. But, um, I'll start with you, Daniel. Like, how do you feel about it? Man, like, growing up, growing up, like, obviously, playing soccer, playing football, you have your, like, your idols, you have people who, you know, you look up to. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's something for you to see, like, the people you look up to talk about the people they looked up to. So, like, going, going through, like, the tributes this, this, this week has just been, like, I remember when the news dropped, I was just, I was really devastated the entire day. Uh, like going back, watching like his interviews, his matches, like he was like you know people talk about like the Messi's and Ronaldo's, but you know these are the guys that when they were in their prime, like when it, you know peak Maradona, like no one ever thought like his greatness could be replicated ever, like in this lifetime. Like that's how good he was, and mm-hmm. and you know the kind of character he was like, you didn't even need to be close to him to see like the personality he was, you know, um, he was always, you know, on, on a constant, you know, energy, you know, just always bubbling with energy, bubbling with life. So it's, it was a really, you know, really sad thing. And, and at such a, you know, relatively young age too. Uh, yeah, like how old were like something? 60, 60 years old. Sixty, yeah. man. But yeah, Charles, over to you. Like, how do you feel about it? Oh, I was so sad when I found out. I was at work and I, I saw it on Twitter, and I was really just sad the whole day because Maradona was kind of like Pele and just mm-hmm. generational players that you thought are immortal, and, and he was sixty years old, so he was. It was kind of sad because he's young and mm-hmm. he had he had so much time possibly left on life. So it was very sad for two reasons. Also, just watching the tributes from people like Gary Lineker and all his opponents and his mm-hmm. fans, it was reminded me of how good he was. Like the World Cup, 1986 World Cup, those mm-hmm. two goals he scored are probably two most famous goals in football history. So as one guy, one game, he did two, he did two incredible things um in one day. So he just got century and hand of God. I will never hear of stuff like that ever, probably like that. Someone who could be so great, transform Napoli from a nothing team to champions. And if you, and in Naples, he's a god. Mm-hmm. Argentina, he's a mm-hmm. god. He's a god for all, all working class folks too. So he's just, he's a, he's a great man on and off the field and sad to see him go. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just looking on Twitter, like all the tributes, you can see how this guy defined a lot of people's lives. This guy literally mm-hmm. carried he carried a nation on his back. He carried mm-hmm. his foreign city on his back. Mm-hmm. Like it's just crazy how many people's lives that he touched. And yeah, like we just all really hope that his soul rests in peace and he's looking down off on the football world right now, smiling. Um but yeah. I think now we're going to go into the Premier League this weekend. Um, I'm going to start with you, Charles. Man okay. City won five 0 I was really happy about that. Yeah. Um, but talk us talk us through that game. How, how did you find five 0 Um, I was really excited because we had not played good at attacking football this season. We're not clinical or anything. I think the biggest thing was KDB's rest in the midweek was huge. He was hungry the whole game, creating chances, making runs into the box, um, playing with intensity that I haven't seen in a long time. So I think that was a huge factor for us. Amares finally put the ball in the net. I think Pep, Pep doesn't like to play overlapping wingers, but he did that a lot on this weekend. He had Carl Walker bombing down the flanks, and, and Amares could play in the box a lot more and could. Yeah, and could take and to get closer to goal and take shots, which is mm-hmm. what he's good at central. So I, I like that change from Pep. I think like against against Fulham, I'm gonna probably beat them by a lot too. Maybe and seven it, or nine. <laughs> Man, that Fulham team, they're in trouble. Yeah, we're going to manage game in a lot of form. That's my calendar. I'm looking forward to that. 12, 12, 20. Mm. and and yeah, <laughs> so that's that's key because Manu is on form too. So now that we're picking up form, it's, it's good. I think it could be an open title race. Like five teams are in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's pretty exciting the yeah. way the way you know it's looking. Obviously it's not it's not ideal given the way the season started, but yeah. I think I think so far the the excitement is still there. I a lot of people well um I personally I'm not even really looking at the table until maybe uh, <laughs> late December early January. Late December, yeah. Right mm. now you know, you have the whole Sociedad, Real Sociedad, you know, top of <laughs> top of La Liga, and you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just yeah, wild, it's wild all over, you know. Barca is on it on its spiral, like they are literally down, they are like going, yeah, yeah. yeah is These guys, they should have just released Messi, man. Free <laughs> <laughs> my bro. <laughs> Spe- yeah. Speaking of speaking of Messi and his, you know, his contract. When I think you know, in January, from January, we had with six months left, he's allowed to start talking to other clubs, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And 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 as like as it relates to City, do you think? Do you? Th- I mean, obviously, I mean, if anybody's <laughs> giving the opportunity to sign Messi, they, they they will jump at it. But like, do you think like? That's what you guys would need, especially given that you know Aguero is struggling with injuries and Gabriel Jesus is. I mean, he's not quite the finished product yet. Sign Messi, sign um, him. I, I think it depends where we are. January, if Aguero is, is fit and playing mm-hmm. well, and Jesus is playing well, so we probably won't sign Messi. But if Aguero is hurt, which I, which he probably will be hurt, mm-hmm. um, we will sign him. But, but it's hard to say. But, I, Wait, do you think in January or no, no, no? It's not January. Out. Like he can start talking oh, oh, oh. from January, but like yeah. he's not going to come until the summer. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Pepper's already said that he's going to give Aguero one more year, which made me like think that like oh, Aguero has a future for another year. So if Aguero is playing well, I think Pep will not sign Messi. But I could be wrong. He could sign him and play him on the left, on the right. Pep, Pep does what he wants. <laughs> no, like for me, for me personally, I think um. 
I don't know why anybody would turn down the opportunity to sign I mean, Messi on a free. Like, come on, is that free? like I don't get why? Yeah, like, it's not even as free, man. Like, he doesn't even have to replace Aguero, bro. Just yeah, like, him, bro. Just, like, just bring, yo, bro. And like, Ronaldo, like, like, sit down. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the system they played on um, the weekend with the four to three on and KDB, like, kind of in that whole floating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think you can just drop Messi there, drop KDB backwards, take Gundogan out of the team. And that's true. Man, so, yeah, like, I really see him working there. And, uh, man, like, for me personally, um, Barca 2012-2013, man, that defined my football. Like, that, that was yeah. the thing that I fell yeah. in love with football. Like, yeah. watching, watching that team, man, that was when I really fell in love with football. That Messi-Pep combo. That season when man scored, like, 93 goals, guy, oh, that man. was football. So, uh, even if it's uh, one more that, time, man, I'll see that combo. That era of Messi Ronaldo, like right, like complete dominance in, in La Liga and world football. Like it was just so beautiful. Like looking at the state of the game now, and I'm like, what's like how did we get here? You know? Yeah, honestly, like so, the game like, beautiful anymore. I'm, like I'm not even talking about like in leagues, like a particular league, just in general, like in general, like the quality, the state of the game. Right now, it's just... P&P. Oh, man. I mean, I think, it's, it's I part of the evolution, I guess. Yeah, game has evolved exactly. Let's, what, what better let's, move on, now? let's move on a bit. I'm out to talk about United briefly. Diaku, over to you. United 1-3-2, Cavani, Masterclass. Uh, El oh, Trigador. my God. Tactical genius. In the Matador. Yeah. I, I, this is rolling in his grave. Uh, <laughs> is he angry? Ah, uh, guy, you know Chris wants to lay out now. I know. Yeah. Yeah. The I, 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 I like the diamond against Sutton because of, Sutton loves to play to the middle. Yeah, so play that yeah, diamond yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad, I'm glad. Um, Well, I don't know if maybe the Pogba and McTominay injuries came as a, as a blessing in disguise. <laughs> I don't know if if either of them were fit. I don't know if Donny would have started. Because... Um. Bro, like in the first, like in the first like five minutes, I saw something that like it warned my... Three Southampton players are trying to press this guy, and he just like does a swivel and gives. Oh, he's so good! So precious, oh my like, God. beautiful to watch. So he's that's so how good. I knew that you know, even though like we we you know we went down one nil then two nil, like we created better chances. Like I yes. knew I mean, yeah. yes. from set piece. We're, we're set piece lucky goals. So, like yeah, Prouts. That is yeah. bread and butter. Yeah. Well, well, credit credit to credit to Ole again. For you know, you know, he made the changes. Second half, guys like Fred, Matic, you know, they did the you know more you know matured performance, and and oh, Cavani. Oh my God, Cavani! <laughs> oh my God! Yo, I'm so excited. After this, I'm going to go watch match today because I know we're going to be on first. Uh-huh. Because I want to see like I'm, I keep watching the replay of that equalizer. Is so like you do not see him in your frame, like you're not paying attention because you're looking at the ball, right? Yeah, it just pops up out of nowhere. His, his anticipation is nah, amazing, it's, it's his movement is ridiculous. That's his striker, he's, a, no he's a freaking striker. Marshall, I, I love you, man. but you know, go to the left, <laughs> he can play left, go to play off the left, yeah. Rashford play off the right, Cavani top nine. Like I, I like I keep saying it. Like in as much as you know, obviously I love Marshall and stuff. Uh, he's mm-hmm. not your. He's not a typical nine. Cavani in the air, man. That, that, with us playing those crosses, mamma mia. That is one thing. Easy money. Yeah. <laughs> that is one thing. But you know, I, even on Wednesday, Alex Telles when he whipped in that first ball, I was like, 
wow. I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's a reason he, you know, Ole was you know, trying so desperately to get Haaland. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it shows it shows today. Cavani has earned his place. Um, obviously, he's going to get in trouble with the FA for his, you know, his grand post. He's played some stuff about um, El Negrito or something like that. Like, yeah. Obviously, um, we're not... Um, what is this? How to, sorry, um, Uruguayan is it? What they speak in Uruguay? It's Spanish, Spanish, right? Yeah, it's Spanish. It's Spanish. Mm-hmm. Like we're not Spanish speakers, and you know, like English speakers, we tend to take a lot of things out of context. And like these <sighs> non-English speakers, I mean, they they have their own like different. I know. I, yeah, I feel we like I feel like I mean the 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 in the age where we have to we have to maintain the same energy. Um, mm-hmm. you should get disciplined for that, but it would be, it would be um. What's the word I'm looking for? Disingenuous? I don't know. To compare to like try and like to Suarez, bring right? up similarities to Suarez because anyone with you know an inkling of common sense knows that that is definitely not the same case. What did Suarez say? To Evra. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I don't know if he's used this, even if he used the exact same words, like you know for sure, like Suarez, like. The whole, the way the, the the entire story was like, Suarez was you know blatant, you know being blatantly racist. I'm yeah. not, I'm not excusing racism, but like, <laughs> like I said, they'll go ahead and punish him. You know, you learn like obviously at 30, 30 how old is he? Like thirty three. Yeah, you, yeah, you should know better. Like, there's no like you've traveled mm. the world, you've played mm. in like different leagues, like you know, you know, like you can see around you you've played with black players like you know you know how you know you know how it is with with yeah i mean obviously um i don't i don't think like you know there should be a whole you know large campaign to you know no i I don't think yeah i I agree with jacoda i think yeah i think it's it was to be friendly with that guy so as far as it's probably been hosted out with ever so it's a big Mm -hmm. difference there but you shouldn't say that you shouldn't say yeah i mean yeah that's what i'm saying like it's one of those things where you know you take your fine you learn your lesson exactly kind of like it's kind of like the similar situation with like bernardo mendy thing but you know bernardo messed up with the whole doubling down and you know yeah you just you know learn your lesson accept your mistake move Mm -hmm. on like you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not much more you can say on that. Like, exactly. hopefully, you learn from it and you just like move forward. And there was no malicious intent, but obviously, mm-hmm. you can't you can't tell someone how to be offended. Like, so yeah, yeah. At yeah. the end of the day, he yeah. will move on and he will learn from it. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about Spurs, Chelsea. Oh my gosh. Um, Daniel, I didn't watch because I, I mean, yeah, I had not been in the background, but I was still up. Charles, did you watch? I watched it and I, I wish I didn't. So. I, yeah, I knew, <laughs> I, knew <laughs> I knew, I knew Mourinho was not going for anything other than yeah. one point. It like, was, like, it was so like, it was such a typical Mourinho performance. And same, same thing again, same thing against City, like it's pumped the boss, but against City, we, City, we just played too high up and we mm-hmm. don't defend mm-hmm. counter really well. But Chelsea, this is a defending counters. Literally, since Mourinho yeah. came, that is how they've been playing. Like, if you remember how post post lockdown, like minus the United game, yeah, like, literally how they played. That's how they mm-hmm. exploited Leicester. That's how they exploited Burnley. That's how, like, that's literally how they played. That's why, like, Kane is sort of loving this quote unquote new number 10, 9 mm-hmm. hybrid role because, mm-hmm. like, they're yeah. literally just playing balls in behind and they have guys like Son, 
Greg Wine, like those guys are fast. So like, yeah, Mourinho yeah, has the perfect players fast. for his system. Exactly. Yeah, but it yeah. is Haram. Yeah. It's Haram. did a good job by like just like playing a low, playing yeah, low, low, low block. Because like, yeah, the sports have great players, mm-hmm. and it, they're all defending. So you have like Ndobele, um, you have Dyer, you have all these guys just blocking balls. Like you're gonna score, so it's hard. I think Giroud was on earlier. Those crosses that time yeah, could yeah, connect to it. Yeah, maybe, done. maybe scores one, yeah. but like. Yeah, it's always a fair results. Like Mourinho got what he wanted. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, I don't know how man keeps on getting away with this thing because <laughs> like this, the margins are so so fine. I know. And like when you walk, so you're a genius. When it doesn't work, oh, why, why, why didn't you attack? Oh, you're so boring. And like that's yeah. the thing. Like okay, do you know? Like it's literally because of Hurricane and Son that Mourinho is where he is right now. Right. Exactly. Because, yeah, when you play like this, you have to be... They do not create chances. Yeah. Sports do not create chances. Like... Yeah, the, the, XG, the XG is always... I, like, I'm not an XG sexual, but like... Bro. The XG is always so low. Like... <laughs> and you know, the problem with this thing is it is going to swing eventually. Like, this yeah. is exactly what happened at United, yep. for yep. example. Like, yep. when it swung at United, it swung bad. Yep. Like, but, when but it stopped the, scoring goals, they were not scoring goals. The difference is that he has Kane and Son. That's for, for yeah, exactly. Lukaku and Martial. Like, so, I, I don't think it's going to swing so much because he has, he has like a lot. Uh, Kane is going to score 20 goals and maybe 20 assists. Like, Kane is just a, a bonafide star. He's, he's too a good. Beast, he's a beast. So, like, that's, that's, that's one difference. If Kane gets hurt, yes, he's in trouble. He's a freak. If Kane's uncle goes again, like they, they don't win the league. But I think they can win the league playing like this, honestly. I think they can. I think they can. They probably might not, but they can. Yeah. I don't think he can last. Like, your luck can only go on for so long. Like, so yeah. many times. And like, to be fair, Kane will probably get injured eventually. Exactly. Yeah, that's really the problem. Exactly. Like, once Kane goes, like, yeah. you see how this system, how this system will crumble. Mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can see that. But, like, to be fair to you, like, against Southampton and against, um, against, um, Against Man U, like he actually played football, but the last two games, yeah, I mean, Mourinho just went back to primitive 19th century stuff, as you say. I guess. Nah, I think that that United game here, yeah, he had something to prove. Yeah, exactly. United game, he came with five. Against against Southampton too, like they yeah. they they beat Southampton really badly. Mourinho is such a showman. Like that United yeah. game. Yeah. Oh my all, god! Like, all the attention, like it was all about him that yeah. game. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. like, I think I get asked now. I hope surprised they beat us now. Up. I won't be surprised. I get like 3 0. I won't be surprised. Well, that's, that's next week, right? Suppose that's now. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a nice point for me to segue into. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, this is this is why I align myself in Man City because <laughs> it's a club that has a future. Like, guys, yeah, like the whole problem with us now, and also a lot of football fans in general, is that. Everyone is very um is recency bias is such mm-hmm. a peak like in the footballing community because like there are lots of systematic problems in this club. Like last season now, okay, like they won FA Cup, they're in a high Obama Yango scoring goals and everything. Mm-hmm. And like I was just trying to point out that look, you guys, this is a guy that's 32 years old. <laughs> we are giving him a 300 k per week contract. What happened yeah. the last time he gave someone a big contract like this? Yeah, and like this is a club that is not financially strong like mm-hmm. for example i get very i just start laughing when i see arsenal fans arguing with united fans on twitter because it's literally like the prince arguing with the popper because <laughs> like when you look at people united they can just afford to keep no matter how bad it gets they can just afford to keep throwing money at it and eventually <laughs> so 
something will stick. Uh, well, Arsenal do not have that luxury. Yo, like when bro, I see I'm like, that's you. Bro, <laughs> like, boys. Like, guy, they do not have money, but yet they make so many stupid decisions. And that's why, like, this is why I, I hate stupidity. Like, I just hate it. And the Arsenal executive structure is the definition of stupidity. I, I don't like... Okay, this is another reason why I had a lot of issues with... Um, what, we have, what we have done on the bank, what we have done for the CEO... What would you have done differently? What? Wait, what, would you, what would you have done differently? Just like your transfers and like your your. We sell up my uncle. You mean starting back, like I think, because it's a history of repeated mistakes. Okay. Like no, no, okay, let's let's, 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 see, let's go back to like the lockdown and like the sacrifices and stuff you guys have had to make, like for okay. people, you know, sacking freaking mascots. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's another like, reason, like, like why the. Like executive team is not the smartest because okay um with the follow thing here um they sucked some of the staff they sucked i mean it's never nice for people to lose their job but it was more of it wasn't a covid thing it was more of they had staff that were just there because of boys um jobs for the boys oh. and they just opportunity to get rid of them mm. in terms of like the scouting team and everything so that i understood they just use covid to hide to hide it and mm-hmm. do, Okay, but yeah, okay, maybe that's an example of good strategy. But then things like um sacking your mascots, like just from a PR point of view, that's so, so bad. stupid because so bad. eventually, like, okay, obviously they are going to bring him back, but like mm-hmm. there's no point. Just keep him on for the extra three, four weeks. Like, look mm-hmm. at it wasn't just three, four weeks and they're not bring him back. Like, come on. The PR was so bad. But like now, um, down to a short point of view, I think from a squad building point of view, the executive team do not know what they are doing. Like wh- when you see a team that is properly built. Like, just look at Liverpool. Even mm, City, Liverpool, yeah. like, this is a team that is built with a plan. Like, they mm. identify areas that they want to improve on and mm-hmm. then they improve on them. But when you look at Arsenal, it's more like, okay, for, for example, now you keep saying, oh, we don't have money, we need to buy smarts. But then you do things like give William a 200k we contract. William is 200k. You have Pepe at home. No, 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 hold on. No, 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 I didn't say 400, I said 200, 200. That's what I'm saying, he earns 200k. That's surprising. Yeah, it's about 200, 150 to 200, Sha, 150 to 200. I have Pepe who you already signed for 70 million a year before. Shocking. Exactly, like, what, what is no sense. behind this? Like, it makes absolutely no it's sense. No and then, sense. like, when you look at it, like, back to Raul Sanyeli now, like, he, that man, he was just... Like I, I don't think he's a bad executive, but he's he's not a good executive for us now. He's an executive that to succeed in a club that has lots of money and mm, like yeah, and do all those jobs for the boys kind of thing. But something like us now, where you're trying to this thing, like come on, like there are so many players you could have gone for. Like is there no data analyst scout? Like what what what's their scouts do? Yeah. Well, maybe that's why the circle of them, sure. <laughs> 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 what's the player identification like system that's in place and even when you look at um their issues this summer from a okay they address the center back issue like gabriel is a really good center back fair enough mm-hmm. thomas party signing i could understand it although i will still say from a squad building point of view it is it was not the smartest signing because if you're looking to rebuild on a budget 
you need to be looking at young guy. You need to be looking at players with resale value. Like for example, now like Dominic Soboslai, like the guy, the Soboslai is like the second best player in the world to me right now. Like I love that guy. Like see, I'm telling you guys, that guy probably has the I, best YouTube comps in the world. Yeah, yeah. That guy's YouTube comps. You be like, my goodness, that guy's YouTube comps are crazy. But like, yeah, from a scoring point of view, I hear he he makes. He makes uh he makes James Ward Prowse look like look like an amateur on set pieces. Bro, like Sobos, like that guy, he's right, he's gifted, he's right foods, he's technical man. But anyway, like I'll, I'll get onto him like maybe later or something. But just from his scoring point of view, if you buy someone like that for 25 million, okay, even if it doesn't work out, like somewhere down the line, you can recoup that money. Even Nicolas Pepe, or personally, I like Pepe, but even if Pepe doesn't work out, like surely you're going to recoup at least yeah. you're going to get like 40 million for him okay. you can sell him to like um napoli or something like you still get like 40 million but something like william now like God there's damn. no resale value there thomas party that you bought for 50 million if by chance this doesn't work out like there's no resale value so as now they keep sinking money into things that they cannot get any money out of and i just feel like um and also yeah back to the Aussie thing like one of the reasons i had issues with Aussie because i don't like it when people are earning a lot of money and are just not good at their jobs. Like, it, it drives me insane. And I feel like that's the problem at Arsenal's executive level. They have so many high-paid executives who are just not good at their jobs. And yeah. it drives me insane. Like, why are you paid so much and yet you cannot do what you're meant to do? But yeah, I mean, I think structurally, until there's change, until, like, there's structural change at Arsenal, they will not go forward because they'll just keep making these silly decisions. It's like, you're, you're in the Europa League budgets, but you're buying Champions League level players, like, They've have every and also there's so much short termism. Oh, yeah, it's like it's like with hope that oh we'll qualify for the champions. Yeah, exactly. Let's like, get this guy who will be able the past to three years have been yeah, oh yeah, let, yeah. let's get these guys in like Mikitarian, William, Obama Young, all these players. Um Swedge, Cedric Suarez. Oh, I know has Obama played in the Champions League for you guys since he joined. Nope. No, he's not, not going to play before he retires. Wow. That's not in trouble next three years. Wow. Because like, he's 32. Like, he has like two, three wow. years. Yo, I, yeah, I, 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 was just, I was just thinking about it. It was like, because I, I saw that post about like buying players with the hopes of making it to Champions League. And I was thinking, I was like, okay, like I know Alba played in the Champions League for Dortmund. But like I was like, has he actually played? Like I've never seen Alba with a Champions League badge on his sleeve for Arsenal. And to an extent, you know what? I don't fully blame the board because fans are another problem. Like, fans, we, we cannot sit down and say, okay, like, yeah, we're ready for a project, but we're never really ready for a project. Four, five, like, just look at Lucas now, Twitter right now, is a shit show. Everyone, oh, Mikel this, Mikel that, Mikel this. But just like two months ago, everybody was like, ah, Mikel is our savior. Long-term projects. We believe in Ateta Ball. Like, sh- football fans, they actually yeah, need to what, chill. What, like, what just sit cool. down. As now, they what need serenity cool. right now. They need stability. They need calm. That's what they need. Just calm down. Let things occur. But, but the fans will not allow it. I mean, you could you could go on and on about like all these like structural stuff, like, you know, structural damage, quote-unquote, uh, as I'll call it. But like at the end of the day though, like tactics and and because yeah, granted, you need, you know, Arsenal are lacking in quality right now. But it's literally like what's 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 going on with regards to like chance creation. Because if you think if you look at if like give or take maybe three 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 players, it's the same squad, you know? So like mm-hmm. what's what the issue right now, like the present issue right now has to do with tactics. And gameplay yeah, because, like, exactly. 
Gabriel's head as your yeah. first open day goal <laughs> in nine hours of November. In nine hours of football. Nine okay. hours of football. Let me let me like address the tactical point of view. So going back to last season, yeah, like I always said, look, like when guys were after Emery's head, I always said, look, you guys, Emery's not the problem here. But then I think he had to go when he eventually lost the dressing room because mm-hmm. um, when you lose the dressing room, like yeah, there's no coming back. back from that. But then when you look back to it, like even last under Emery, yeah, um, we were not Arsenal were not in the top ten for transcreation anyway. Like it has always been a very big issue. The last time like Arsenal good at transcreation was under Wenger, and I, I think that season it was Wenger's last season. I think on the Premier League table they were seventh or eighth for transcreation that season, which is also quite poor. So, I mean, this is a long-standing problem. Like, I don't think it's something that is new. But then, when you look at the way Ateta has tried to address this Arsenal team now, if you go back to last season, the FA Cup winning run, what he did was, like, he realized, look, like, um, the way... Actually, no. When he first came to Arsenal, the way he was playing the 4-2-3-1 and everything with Ozzyland, everything, like, there was a bit more fluidity and everything. But then, um, when he reverted to that is three at the back with two dms and everything like they were the team was better defensively they were able to grind our results and all but then why i'm disappointing ateta is because he caves to farm pressure and he changed his system when he didn't have the players to do it that wolves arsenal game just of today like some weeks ago i said sebayos shaka is probably the worst pivot in the premier league and guys <laughs> were looking at me like i was mad but when you think about it like granny shaka yeah um he he's a player that's really on the decline. Even like he the one thing he excelled at was okay, he was a good passer, but yeah. he can't even do that anymore, which Fine. is worrying because like I think he might be the slowest player in the Premier League. <laughs> if you look at the way come on. Ran through the Morgan, come on. <laughs> okay, no, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> come on. <laughs> is a dinosaur now. Yannick Vestergaard, come on. The centre back, he has oh. And also, yeah, another thing, like, when, when Shaka first started playing on that Tessa, he was playing a much deeper role, like, yeah. almost as a third center back. But like, now, w- when you try to play expansive, you need players. You need to be able to cover ground. That's why, okay, Thomas Partey could have mm-hmm. really helped out this thing. Like, I think if you take out Shaka and put Partey in that midfield, today would have been a different game. Why, why was he out today? Um, he got an injury in the Aston Villa game and he's going to be out for like the next like he's missing the next three, four, five games probably. Wow. That's what they said in the press conference. So like, That's yeah, it's bad. so so easy to run through Arsenal's midfield That's because so true. none of them can press. Um last season, I think after Gunduzi, Sebayos was the most dribbled pass player. <laughs> you have the most dribbled pass yeah. player and the silhouette player. <laughs> to go back to go back to your point about how like none of them can press. I remember like the images of because remember I remember um New Year's Day 2020 when you guys when we uh when we went to the when United went to the Emirates and lost 2-0, mm. I believe. Mm-hmm. The scenes of like after the final whistle, Louise and like these these guys were panting, like they were breathing exactly. like they were breathing hard. Exactly. I was like, wow, like I was like, wow, you guys really wanted to beat us that bad. Because like that's the most intense, like it, of recent memory. That's the most intensity I've ever seen. And, like, these guys were knackered. These guys were... Because it took a lot out yeah. of them, man. So, yeah, like, like when Atesa first came not, in, he was playing a high-pressing game now. It's not you. I think he was playing a high-pressing game. But he really look, these players cannot do it. They can't do it. So, I think, like, the, the squad has just been very poorly built. But, I mean, I think, I think we've spoken enough on Arsenal. We're I going think... to go into... 
um, Liverpool briefly next. And we're going to talk about, they, they had a 1-1 draw. And we're going to talk about um, Klopp's post-match press conference. So, um, I, I urge anyone who hasn't seen that press conference to go and watch it. It's astounding eight minutes. It might be the wildest press conference I've ever seen in my life. Klopp was fuming. Like, this guy was arguing with... The, comment, the um, yes, interview yes, had to start begging the guy, like, please, it's not me. Not me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Diaku, I think you, you kick us off with that thing. Um, it's crazy, like you know, as a as a United fan, it might be wild coming from me. But um, yes, Klopp is a bad loser. But some you have to, you know, pay attention to some of some of some of the points he's making. And um, with the whole argument of oh, you know, he shouldn't be going after the broadcasters, blah blah blah. Like at the end of the day, like. They are involved as well. They involved as well because you can't tell me, you know. I think um, you can't tell me that like a game. Hold on, that same day, like that same day, there was Everton Leeds, there was West Brom Sheffield. Like you can't tell me it's 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 the Brighton Liverpool game you pick to play at, like you know, you pick for the twelve thirty slots. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't maybe, maybe like for a lot of people, especially like um growing up, like watching football, and you see okay, a kickoff at noon, you like, oh, you're happy because it means that okay, midday football. But like when you look into it, a 12 30 kickoff means a 9 a.m. breakfast. Like when I think when Rooney a while back was ranting on Twitter, like a long, long while back, maybe like five, six, seven years ago, talking about how like a 12.30 kickoff means stuffing pasta into your stomach at 9 a.m. for a pre-match meal in the morning. Bro, that's actually facts. That's actually facts. You mean, you know, it's, it's, and it's now away as well. So you're thinking, okay, what time do I wake up? What time do I join the guy? Like, okay, obviously, maybe a, a night, the nights before they travel and stuff, but like, you still have to get ready in terms of like mentally preparing preparing yourself like early in the morning after just coming back from you know from 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 you know a game in Europe or or or, or playing a game in Europe at night it, two days before you go you do your recovery the next morning so you like it's it's frustrating obviously um and then add that to the fact that we're in the pandemic meaning the games are coming thick and fast then add that to the fact that all the top five leagues and the Champions League and even the freaking Nations League that no one cares about. <laughs> there are five subs. There are five subs. But the Premier League in its British ignorance. Oh, oh, you know, God save the Queen. The British <laughs> do the British Y. The British Y. The British Y. Three substitutes. And and, and here you are, like getting getting injured. Left, right, and center. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, like coming from him, it's it, it would be. I like. I I get. I get his point. And then yeah. when yeah, it's yeah. It, it's messed up. And and it's that's that's up. like the arguments for low intensity football this season. Like um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's half, that's true. Like, that's like, true. Like, like, teams that have high intensity might like, get more injuries. Yeah. Like so. That's why. That's why. But so at the same time, I, I feel like um, I feel like. Like like teams like City, we don't make subs. Like, so when we had we made some like two subs a game max and like mm-hmm. eighty eight minutes. So 
I, I, I want five subs too, but I wonder how many teams actually use all five subs every time. I wonder. Just make it an option. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Make it an option. Look at today. Yeah. Like, this guy had a concussion. Two guys had a concussion. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was crazy. Yeah. If you had five subs, like, they don't have to worry about, oh, am I going to waste a sub? Mm-hmm. Like, just exactly. Look how long it took for them to just eventually take a few weeks, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, also, just on that topic, I think. I should just address how hilarious it was when Klopp said, "Oh, um, Chris Wilder voted for three for three clubs." Yes, one point. Uh, uh, <laughs> how did he help them? And when you look at him, man, he's all these Brexit managers. Oh my days, guys! Guys, when I tell you, when I tell you that Burnley, I was watching City, but that Burnley loss gave me so much joy because I'm like. You want to play like everything that stands against the game, you guys stand for it. So you sh- you deserve to get beaten. Tell me, guys, do, do you know what the most beautiful thing was? At the end of the game, um, Shondai said, Oh, injuries hurt us. I, uh, was, so, I was so happy. You don't mean it. He paying you. Uh, no. man. Nah, at, at yeah. the end of the day, man, at the end of the day, yeah, um, Shondai, I think Shondai's point for the whole five. For the whole three subs thing, and maybe even Chris Wilder, was the fact that oh, we're a small club, we don't have strength and depth. But I feel like they fail to look at it in the sense that one, you need to take care of the players, the welfare of the players, and two, you're a small club. This is an opportunity for you to give the younger guys a chance. Mm-hmm. Who knows, you know, through this, you know, through the the, the the rotation process, who knows what gems might be unlocked, like. Look at Phillips at Liverpool, for instance. Like, this is someone who, you know, he's now just getting his chance. And, you know, he's yeah, doing exactly. a decent job at it. You know, he's been in the game for a long time. Like, stuff like this is, like, little, little things like this. This is why, like, we love the sports. Because of, you know, the beautiful moments it creates, even mm. in terms of, like, adversity. So, like, I think, I think, um, and I feel like, eventually, the same way they reviewed the handball rule, I think eventually they're going to have to come to a decision with these five subs because going into December, each club mm. is going to play six times, throw in two Continental Cup matches, throw in one domestic cup match. We're looking at a packed December January period. Like muscle injuries are going to. That's what I'm saying. Like muscle injuries are going to be at an all time. Forget about like the guys who are even going to be in Europe. Those domestic. The, you know the Premier League already does not have a already does not have a what's called a winter break, and mm. other leagues who um who obviously started late and I don't know if other leagues are going to be doing their their own winter break, but like they are better equipped because they had these breaks prior. Yeah. So like even if they have to, but but like now it's like double intensity for the Premier League. So yeah, like I think I think like the officials are going to have to come to a decision soon because it's 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 not it's not fair on the players. Forget about us, you know, watching at home. Like yeah, it's not about the entertainment. So I mean, you know, at the end of the day, these guys are not robots; they're human beings. I mean, just to round up on this topic. I'll read out the league standings. Um, Sheffield United twentieth with one point minus twelve goal difference. Burnley. 18th, five points to minus 13 goal difference. So there you have it, Brexit. Anyway, um, 
I think that brings us to the end of the main section of the pod. So um, we're running out of time. We'll just quickly close on our fraud watch. So I'll start with you, Daniel. Who's on your fraud watch? Charles, Charles go first. <laughs> okay, Charles. Who's on your fraud watch? Timer here. Let's see what he says. Charles, have you lost Charles? I'm here. Sorry. Oh, my fraud watch. <laughs> Ah, that's tough. I wasn't prepared for it. I was like, so let me look through the table. I think, I think, a player. Bit, a player. Uh, I think Harvard's for Chelsea. He's a, oh. he's a, he's a great player, but I, I think um, Chelsea's overstarts an attack and it's going to be hard for Lampard. It's a great team and all the players he had, the, including Mount. Yeah, Lampard's son is there. Mount, exactly. Mount is here. Abraham. So I think, so I, I don't know, Harvard's my struggle for games. So I think he's a good player, but I just think Chelsea didn't need him and he might struggle to get a lot of games. That's why, yeah. Mm, yeah, fair enough. I also feel like we have it. I think. <laughs> exactly. His, his, his price tag, like, you know, he was he cost him to 2 million, but that just gone under the radar. He loves the player. Like, there are yeah. so many other players in that squad to exactly. dominate the headlines. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, so have us for Charles. Daniel, what about you? Uh, mine is P.E. Aubameyang. I, I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. Maybe he's on a decline. Maybe, maybe not. But all I know is he signed that thing and scored one penalty <laughs> and has been it since. So, so honestly, to be fair to Aubameyang, he played left wing back for the first five games. To be fair to him. So, like, I'm not going to be honest. Like, he played like wing back a lot. It's like, yeah, it's like, not going to score. Welcome, welcome Charles. You must be new here. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> agenda um, must agend. Man, for me personally, I don't like picking on players. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the game I have to game. go. I have to go to Lacazette. Okay. And uh, the reason why I'm even going to Lacazette yeah, is he's because a stip- he's a staple in this department. He's a staple, yeah. But I think what just put nail in the coffin for me was um. So like every week. Arsenal, they release like their training videos, and at the end of the training <laughs> videos, you see all the strikers practicing their finishing. So, um, when they showed that section, Obama Yang was there, Martinelli was there, Inketia was there, even for Larry Balogun was there, but Lacazette was not there. And you know that that, that says that Arteta has given up on him as a striker. Mm. Do, do you know how sad that must be? Like, if you look at um, Arsenal's Europa game on Thursday, look at where he played. Man, this is someone who they brought in for 50 million pounds. Like, well, I, I think we're forgetting that this guy cost 50 million yeah. and he was meant to be the savior. This is who they sold Giroud for. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to my second club, Leon, because we always break, we always making money, <laughs> we're always making money from these transfers, and we're always getting replacing the talents. Bro, Leon, you guys, they're always eating, they're about to sell our now, and they probably get like 50 million for him. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Lakai is a better for the watch that I've read. Lakai is, yeah, I think it's been a follow watch for like three years now, honestly. He's been so bad for so long. He's been really bad, man. Anyhow, um, we've put in a solid 45. So, guys, I think that brings us to the end of the pod. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back again next week, and I will see you all then. Bye. See you.